0: Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free.
1: Listener supported. WNYC Studios.
2: Hey, everybody. It's Manoush. Somebody gets upset in this show and they curse about it, kind of understandably. But if you don't feel like hearing it now or there are little people around you, save this episode for the next time you're out jogging or walking to the bus stop, or whatever. From WNYC, I'm Manoush Samarodi and this is Note to Self.
0: I have a little message on there, to
2: breathe. If
1: nobody is watching the watchers, that's
2: when the abuse happens. The tech show about being human. Today, we've got a story about a strange incident that happened to a young black man named Jackie Alcine. Alcine. Yeah, kind okay. of. But it's so pretty. Yeah.
1: until they go like, I'll or I'll clean. I'm like, Where? I'm not Mr. Clean.
2: Jackie's 22. He smiles a lot. And he talks really, really fast. Actually, until he was five years old, he only spoke Creole, despite being born and raised in Brooklyn. He lives with his four sisters and brothers and his parents in the house he was brought up in. It's about two miles from where I'm bringing up my own kids. And the other day, I walked over to his neighborhood and I met him at a coffee shop. I got a latte. Jackie got tea, and we sat outside on the stoop next to a busy street to talk about the kind of shocking thing that happened to him a couple months ago.
1: Oh, it's my love. It was during the BET Awards. That I remember. Um, and it was just me, like, not paying attention to it. Like, I tuned in occasionally because Twitter is how I was watching. I had, like, a hashtag, tweet deck. Had the hashtag was looking. I'm like, oh, that's funny. Retweet and move on. Okay,
2: so it's June 28th. It's a Sunday night. Jackie's relaxing. He's alone in his room. He's half-watching the BET Awards while he's also checking Twitter, messing with his computer. It's just a normal summer night. And then a photo from his friend pops up in the Google Photos app. It's a selfie. Actually, it's a GIF. Mom, that's like a short animated photo. It's also okay to pronounce it as GIF.
1: And, um, so, uh, my friend, she sent me a GIF. It was just like a picture, a selfie she took, and they made it to like one little animation. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Okay, so um, what's she
2: doing in the, in the GIF? Like, she, oh, no, she was just like,
1: like, yeah, or... the different hairstyles, like she was showing me her hair. I'm okay. like, okay, that's cool.
2: And... Jackie didn't know you could make a GIF and share it in Google Photos. So now he's distracted. He starts looking around at all his old pictures. And then he starts to notice that they've all been categorized automatically. Like photos of his brother's graduation have been labeled as graduation.
1: So my own graduation course. Cool. So, you and know, I clicked through that after my brother's graduation. Uh, he had, uh, what happened? He had hurt his foot. So he's there with his crutches. It was kind of mm-hmm. fat, like sad. I mean, but then he's like with his teachers. It was cool.
2: So Jackie's scrolling around his photos and he realizes that Google has rolled out something called photo categorization. So lots of Jackie's photos had automatically been labeled and organized based on what was in the picture. So like if there was an airplane in the picture, it was tagged as airplanes. His brother's graduation... No problem. The Google software totally figured it out.
1: Amazingly well, yeah. Because for the graduation pictures, it knew specifically that like, it was a graduation because they recognized probably my brother's tassel. Uh, no
2: way! Yeah, little
1: things like that. Like, it can pick up things in the background. So I was like,
2: okay, you know... I, so Jackie keeps scrolling, and then he sees pictures of his friend, the one who had just sent him the gif with her new hairstyle. It's a photo of the two of them at a concert at Prospect Park. But the label doesn't say woman or even people.
1: <laughs> and it says, like, gorilla, I'm like, Nah. So
2: okay, I don't let this I mean, go I mean, past I mean, you. Like he said it so quickly. Thing. Just to make sure you heard what Jackie said.
1: And it says, like, gorilla. I'm like,
2: nah. The software had labeled the photo of Jackie and his friend as gorillas.
1: I, I, I didn't understand it. Like, I was going through a scene, like, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I tagged the back, so like, it was maybe human error. And I'm going through, like, no, this is complete computer error at this he
2: point. He texts his friend to tell her that Google Photos had labeled them as gorillas so so okay so you're texting with your friend she's like kind of funny kind of really not funny at so, all yeah. and then what happens
1: she's like ah ha, ha. well she's probably burning on fire kind of thing like it's just a way of like coping with the pain um
2: <sighs> can i just say when i saw it yeah, yeah sure i went like this i went oh!
1: of like all things
2: of all freaking things
1: yeah like having computers class you as something that's been that Black people have been called for centuries, like a term that's been used like historically just to describe black people in general. Like, oh, you know, you look like an ape, or you've been classified as a creature. Like, that was the whole measuring system they had going off the noses and lips. Like, that's how they classify them because the, the closer they look like to a uh, ch- uh, chimp of sorts, you know, the more black, the more pure the blackness must be. So, they're probably better for cropping, going back to the days of slavery when it's, and cattle selling. Like, I, I just that, that 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 was probably the underlying thing that kind of triggered me. Like, of all things in the world, I mean. I don't know. Of all derogatory terms to use, that one came up.
2: Before we get into what happens next for Jackie, we need to explain how the heck something this awful could happen in the first place. Why Google Photos would label Jackie and his friend as gorillas. Cue the teachable moment Music. So Google Photos can recognize objects, Siri can understand what you say, mostly, thanks to something called deep learning. This is the future of artificial intelligence, programming networks that work like the human brain. So the computer doesn't just recognize objects or words, it starts to understand abstract concepts. It sees patterns in data and then it teaches itself to make choices and decisions, practically think for itself. One of the most famous deep learning labs in the world is at the University of Montreal, and it's headed up by one of the field's handful of experts, deep learning pioneer Yoshua Bengio. Did you hear the story, Yoshua, about the gorilla tag with Google Photos? Yes. What what was your reaction?
0: Um, My reaction was that people probably over- Estimates the intelligence that is currently in those machines, if they understood how hard it is to uh, even recognize that it's some kind of, uh, of, of being there that's in, in the picture, that just a few years ago, it would not even have been able to say anything close to neither person nor gorilla. They would realize that, uh, you know, uh, yes, it makes mistakes, but it, it's pretty amazing that it's already able to, to do as well as it does the kinds of neural networks we're building now are probably not even as smart as that of a mouse. Uh, They're not even as big as that of a frog. Uh, Unfortunately, people see computers like if they were coming out of a science fiction movie and were already very smart, but they're not. They are really still very stupid. Um, So we should not expect that
2: much. I mean, when I first heard about this story... um I'm embarrassed to tell you this anecdote, but when my when – my, I mean, I, my poor son. When he was a little he, – when he was a year and a half, we were in an elevator, and uh, our neighbor, who's African-American, got off the elevator, and my little boy said, bye-bye, gorilla. Uh, it was horrible. I was yeah. – my face must have turned the darkest purple possible. I was ashamed of myself, that I hadn't taught my child that that was not appropriate. And yet, how can you blame a child for using the basest knowledge to to make a connection in some way? I don't want to justify it at the same time. He's a baby. Are computers kind of at the baby stage right now?
0: Oh, yes. There are. More babies, than I mean, they're even younger than babies. They're proto-babies. They're not nearly as smart as babies, for sure. So we should be careful in how we view them. They're not people.
2: But people, like parents, make these babies and these baby machines, and we need to be responsible for them, no?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Then the companies who build these products, well, they presumably will want to make sure that they won't offend anyone and they will do their best to avoid that. In this particular example, I suppose that the machine probably hesitated between the gorilla tag and maybe a person tag. And uh, that's the information that could be used to say, well, if, if the machine hesitates between these two things, then better abstain. But of course, you would have to To do it for every possible mistake that, you know, would go in a place that socially is not acceptable.
2: So how do you even distinguish that? Because presumably all different cultures, maybe there's a city in Canada where some word is super offensive that we wouldn't even know is super offensive. Like how do you possibly code for how complex people are?
0: We would have to have people tell the machine when it makes specific mistakes that this is really bad. Don't ever, ever do these kinds of mistakes in the future. But you would need not just like two or three examples. You would need thousands or or millions of examples for the machine to catch all of the different uh, types of errors that we think exist.
2: So should companies like Google be even using deep learning like this if there is the possibility that these really offensive mistakes can happen?
0: Well, that's a choice that they have to make. There's the system can make mistakes, and you have to deal with the fact that there will be mistakes.
2: When we come back, what Jackie did after experiencing one of these deep learning mistakes, and what Google did to make a very queasy situation a little bit better. Last week, we talked about how installing new ad blockers on your phone could actually be a tricky ethical decision. Look, on the one hand, ads are the worst. On the other hand, who's going to pay for all the great stuff that we want to look at online? But are we just playing into the hands of the tech giants if we block ads? I asked you what you decided to do. And let the record show that Note to Self listeners do not agree on this one. On Facebook, JP Bedell had no tears. He wrote in, Ad blockers have been around forever on the desktop, and somehow advertising survived. Yeah, but listener Gina Virgil tweeted that after hearing our episode, she decided to uninstall her ad blockers. Go, Gina. Dave Carroll commented that he can deal with advertising, but he really wishes he had more control over his online identity and behavior data. Me too, Dave. A few of you sent in a link to an ethical ad blocker Chrome extension that keeps you from visiting a page until you've decided whether or not you want to see the ads on it. We have included a link to that in our awesome weekly newsletter. Sign up at notetoselfradio.org to join our party. Okay, we'll be right back. We're back. I'm Anoush Samarodi. This is Note to Self, and we've been hearing about deep learning and a young guy named Jackie.
1: Yeah, I'm Jackie Elstein. Nay. Uh, yeah, I live in Crown Heights. Um, right now I'm a freelance web developer. Prior to that, I worked at the place to shut us Google.
2: Yeah, I didn't mention this before, but Jackie is actually a freelance coder, and he did an internship at Google. So after he saw that he and his friend had been labeled as gorillas in Google Photo, he decided to tweet directly at the company. Here's what he wrote.
1: Google photos, y'all fucked up. My friend's not a gorilla. Fuck. The only thing under this tag is my friend and I being tagged as a gorilla. What the fuck? What kind of sample image data you've collected that would result in this, son? Like, I understand how this happens. The problem is more so on the why. This is how you determine someone's target market.
2: An extremely apologetic Google engineer got back to Jackie. He tweeted, This is 100% not okay. Jackie says Google resolved the issue within 14 hours by removing the gorilla tag altogether from Google Photos. We reached out to Google for an interview with the engineer, with anyone from Google, but the company declined. Now, back to Jackie. Some of his family members suggested that he sue Google. But at this point... With the mainstream media reporting on the incident, he was on the local news. Jackie had had enough. He had no interest in taking the matter further. Does it maybe have to do with the fact that you're a techie? And so you kind of get that it's not malicious? Like, you kind of understood?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I wouldn't say I understood. I accepted the situation. Like, I, yeah, actually, yeah, I guess, yeah, it's more of an understanding. Like, I was, but it doesn't make me happy. Like, I, I can't. Like, I understood, but I refused to accept it, you know? Like, I expected more. Like, you guys, if I can type in, like, Seahawks, and you guys know I'm talking about the football team before actual Seahawks, like, come on. Like, but then, like, this is something I'm actually personally started studying, like, you know, semantic analysis, like, all through text. Image is a whole different thing, because, I mean, we see people. Computers see pixels. Like, they don't see what we see.
2: Did you have to explain that to some people, like, like, the deep learning element to this?
1: How did I actually explain it? Yeah, so how
2: did you? I'm dying to know.
1: Um, so, we, I think there was a few apples on the table, so... I had like I, I pretended my hand was a fist I'm like alright so this is going to be our base apple and we're going to pretend this is an apple from now on and as the more app, the more apples we show like this computer it will understand what an apple should look like so over time this should be an apple I, so the thing I did with that example is that I only showed it red apples and then I gave it a peach, peach. <laughs> and it assumed like I would say the computer make the assumption that it's an apple before a peach just because it doesn't know what it is so,
2: and it's a round thing
1: yeah it's like it's round it has its curvatures it has like a little stalk at the top automatic apple that's all it knows um,
2: and whereas maybe they you should have just said fruit
1: right right exactly a little bit more generic. you got
2: a banana problem going on
1: shape and curve yeah it's like there's so many attributes that play into that that's why i was like it's okay i accept that no actually no i accept that it made this mistake i won't accept it happening again that's just what it is
2: i had one last question for jackie I really wanted to understand what he meant when he wrote in his tweet, this is how you determine someone's target market. What did he mean by that?
1: I have to admit, that was a really quick off the, I might even say off the cuff, because I mean, I did mean it, but it was like a very raw statement. Like when I thought that, my flash down to like, this library over here, Brow Park Library, where it's predominantly black people and they're, you know, either studying or playing like games, of mini clip or like they're just hanging out like little children this product wasn't targeted for them. Like, if they were to go in there and take pictures with their friends at the school or something, like, I felt at that moment it wasn't designed for them to use. It was more so for... Me. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, I was, I was gonna go as far as I said, like, you know, the new person opened a copy shop around the corner. Which but
2: that's me. Like, the white lady <laughs> yeah. with the two kids. Yeah,
1: God. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: And that, this never would have happened to me.
1: You see, and this is always, you know, I guess like... Because I don't
2: have a lot of black people yeah. on my photos, right <laughs>
1: It's always hard for me to kind of, like, mention it, like, towards another white person because now I don't look like I'm attacking that person. But it's like I'm not attacking that person. It goes back to, like the, you know, whole thing. Like, I don't hate white people. I hate white supremacy and, like, the things that come with it. But, you know, again, people, blinders on, they just see white, oh, my God, no, no, you're hating me. So, like, like, I, like at that point, I'm like, I can't help you. Like, you're just, like, you're not making it easy, so I'll just, like, retract a little bit.
2: Can I just say, Jackie... Oh, How cool is that that you and I got together and like talked about this stuff that like most people like it's weird, right? It's weird and hard to talk about.
1: I'm glad that happened. Right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Do you know if it has had trouble classifying white people?
1: So. I don't know because I don't take a lot of pictures of white people. Um, this is a uh-huh. this, yeah, yeah. This is a, a personal I'm gonna angle.
2: Make you take a selfie
1: with me. <laughs> okay. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man.
2: Uh. <laughs> okay. You can see my selfie with Jackie, the middle-aged white lady, and the young Haitian American on a street corner in Brooklyn on our website at notetoselfradio.org. Feel free to tweet it out or post it on Facebook with this story because I think it really illustrates how important it is that we have people of all colors creating the computers that we are all using. The people making, writing the code need to not just be white dudes, right? They need to be all kinds of people because if the computers are going to recognize diversity, they need to be trained by diverse people. Otherwise, how are they going to know? Subscribe to the Note to Self podcast so you don't miss future awkward but necessary conversations about living in the digital age. The Note to Self team is Jen Poyant, Ariana Tobin, and me, Manush Samarodi. Our audio engineers are Joe Plord and Matt Fiddler special help from Jackie Snow. Thanks so much for listening. More fun next week on Note to Self from WNYC.